Just how much has CJ McCollum opened up the Pelicans offense in their four and one start since the all-star break? Plus, are you worried about chemistry issues with Zion Williamson potentially returning on the court? It's the Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, and I got an interesting show. I wanted to dive into the offense with CJ McCollum because they have looked so good post all-star break in that four in one start that they have. And he is probably the biggest reason why he's opening things up, not just for himself and this offense, but for others as well. It's a big part of it. Then we'll get into the Zion stuff a little bit. Are you worried about him coming back? Are you worried about team chemistry issues? Do you think he should start? Should he come off the bench? Should he not play at all? Despite potentially being healthy. Let's talk about that in the third segment of today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, five days a week, no paywall or anything like that at all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And it's a fun time to be a Pelicans fans. Uh, Lakers just lost too. I just saw it. That was awesome. So yeah, really good day, even though the Pelicans didn't play. So let's get into CJ McCollum. In 10 games here in New Orleans, he's averaging 26.1 points per game. That is by far his career high, um, you know, if you're kind of separating those 10 games out from the rest of Portland this season. He's shooting 40% from three on 7.2 attempts per game. That is an insanely, insanely good number. He's dishing out six assists, grabbing you about six rebounds, and only has about two turnovers per game. Those are incredibly efficient numbers by themselves. Any guy that can go and score like that is going to have a place in the league. 26.1 points per game on 19.5 shot attempts. But he was brought in to add that kind of instant offense, right? A guy who can go out and get his own shot, get a couple of buckets. They don't really have anyone outside of Brandon Ingram that is capable of doing that. That can just create offense for themselves. I told you that one number, right? of why they brought C.J. McCollum in, and that was the number of threes he takes in pull-up situations. Off the dribble threes, he has the ball in his hand, he's bringing it up, they give him some space, so he is going to take that shot. Basically, what percentage of his three attempts have no assist whatsoever when it comes to them? No one was even close to what C.J. McCollum was capable of doing on this team. This season... 35%, 34% of his three-point attempts were unassisted with Portland. They were just pull-up attempts, right? Well, this season, sorry, 34% of his makes, I should say. This with the Pelicans, that number's down even more. 38% of his attempt uh, of his three-point makes are unassisted. He has made the second most pull-up threes, so unassisted threes, essentially on this team in just 10 games. He already has 13 of them. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is. Devontae Graham leads the team with 47. He has played for New Orleans almost 60 games this season. 
Brandon Ingram, in 49 games, has only made 10 of these. CJ McCollum steps in, hits 13 already. He shoots 35% on these type of shots. Pull-up threes, off-the-dribble threes. Next closest of guys who play significant minutes is Devontae Graham at 26.3%. That's a huge difference. That alone is going to make him a good player, being able to come in and score like that. And that's a big part of the reason why the Pelicans have jumped up offensively. On the season, they rank 21st in offensive rating, points per 100 possessions. This evens it out for pace of play. So if a team plays slow or fast, this number kind of equates for all of that, for those who don't know. 109.7, so they score on the season 109.7 points per 100 possessions. Since the All-Star break, they're 4-1, right? They go from 21st to 3rd, 120.7 points per 100 possessions. What is that, like a a big jump, a a 10 or 11 point jump? That is a significant, significant improvement. CJ McCollum and being able to get those off the dribble threes that teams really need to account for. Being able to get into the mid-range and having such a smooth jumper that he can nail it. And then being able to also get to the rim three level score like Brandon Ingram is. All of this is huge for what the Pelicans are trying to do and improve their offense. And he's certainly been a big part of that. But being such a good scorer like that, with all of those numbers and the way he influences the offense, compounds on it a little bit more because he makes other guys better, particularly Brandon Ingram. And let's take a look at Brandon Ingram and how he's influenced by CJ McCollum coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball still going on, and you got both pro and college hoops. So for the latest odds, totals, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs, and BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's more than just lines, player props, things like that. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. If they play a sport, they got odds over it uh, over at betonline.net. So head to the website today. You could also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You need more than just the box score to get a rundown of what happened, to get the context of what happened. Locked On Now is going to give you all of that as our local experts jump on there, give you a bit quick little minute Big takeaway from each NBA game from both sides. Shows like 10 minutes. If you need to know what happened the night before, it's the perfect way to do it in a short period of time. All right, we we know CJ can score. Again, it's by far a career high in terms of points per game here in New Orleans in these 10 games. Over 26 per game. Just the dude can score, right? This was a good trade. A very, very, very good trade. Defensively, we'll see, but they seem to be coming along. We talked about yesterday the one thing that worries me with that, and teams are taking those shots against the Pels. We'll see if that if that can kind of be maintained to a degree. But that might not matter when, when the Pelicans are scoring like they are. They're an absolute buzzsaw. So you have CJ doing it all three levels. But over this stretch, these five games, Brandon Ingram should have been in the running for Western Conference Player of the Week. It went to Carl Anthony Towns instead, 
But you look at B.I.'s numbers over these five games, they're going to make your, your eyes jump out. You're going to look like a cartoon character. They're, they're disgusting in a very good way, I guess, if you're a Pelicans fan. On the season, he averages 22.8 points per game. He averages six rebounds. He averages 5.5 assists. From the field, he shoots on the season 46.2%. And from three, 33.5%. Here's what his numbers are during this five-game run. 29.4 points per game. So about seven more than what he's been averaging. His field goal percentage, 58.5%. Again, that is up from 46.2. 58.5, 46.2. From three, 35.3%. It's about 2% or so better than what he's been shooting all season long. It's giving you the same number of rebounds, 5.6, 5.7, and then assists, 7.2 versus 5.5. Those are insanely good numbers, right? Those are insanely good numbers. And then you see other little things. He's getting to the line 7.6 times per game over this five-game stretch. That is up from 5.5, so getting to the line about two more times per game. This is a lot, a lot of it has to do with C.J. McCollum and what C.J. is bringing to this team. So one thing that you really need to kind of pay attention to here, it is really hot in this room, which is why you're hearing me like stumble over my words. My AC is out in the room I'm in. It's like 85 degrees right now. Um, so CJ McCollum comes in, and again, that pull-up jumper, right? Such a credible threat to go out and shoot. So what teams are doing is they're putting two guys on him. They're double-teaming him. Anytime you see him, if he's got the ball at the top of the three-point line, he goes to the left, he goes to the right, kind of dribbling, trying to find some space. Two guys are tracking him. You have that one guy attached to his hip, his primary defender, and then you've got another help defender that's like right in the vicinity of this. They're scared of what he's going to be able to do, and his handle is strong enough and he's shifty enough to get into the lane and create a little bit of space and beat his man. So teams have to account for him with more than just one guy. And they're scared of him. 26.1 points per game is not is not a joke. It's the best on the team right now. They're terrified of him. So it means someone's going to be open. Yeah, you can put a guy on Brandon Ingram and try and mark him out of the game a little bit, but not when you start using these two players in conjunction with one another. And you're starting to see Brandon Ingram screen for C.J. McCollum a little bit more. And this basically puts the defense in a bind. So if C.J. is got the ball and you have Brandon Ingram come and set the screen defenses have to decide what they're going to do Brandon Ingram is so good right he can get that mid-range shot off against anyone in the league he can get to the rim and score he can shoot the three well enough so if he sets the screen and CJ goes around the screen defenses have a couple of options the guy guarding CJ McCollum can go under the screen so between Brandon Ingram and the basket essentially right giving C.J. McCollum some space. You usually do this one to tag the roll man. So Brandon Ingram will be rolling to the hoop. You've got two guys on them there. It kind of takes away the roll man. But it also allows them to try and contain a drive by C.J. McCollum. You've created some space, so you've got better angles to kind of cut him off. But if you do that, <laughs> he's just going to pull up and shoot. He's just going to pull up and shoot every time. Now you can go over the screen, so try and fight through the screen and stay attached to C.J. McCollum's hip. That's going to take away that three-point jumper, but it might give him some space in the lane. And it also means that Brandon Ingram is going to be able to roll to the rim without two people really impeding his way. So someone's open there when that starts to happen. 
or you can throw two at CJ McCollum. So you can see how with those two guys being the two best scorers on the team, it, it just adds an element to the defense that you don't really have, you know, to, to stress them out that you don't normally have otherwise. If it's Jackson Hayes screening for a guy like CJ McCollum, you're not really worried about Jackson Hayes pulling up in the mid-range. So give him that space, right? Sag the, the big man defender down low. It's called drop coverage. You can do that, and it's not going to hurt you. You do that with B.I., he's going to pull up mid-range, kill it. Then they add another element into this when Brandon Ingram pops. Instead of a pick and roll, it's a pick and pop. Brandon Ingram sets the screen, and instead of diving towards the hoop, he flares out to the three-point line. So when that guy goes over the screen to try and take away the, the three-point shot from C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram takes a step forward, a couple steps back, V-cuts essentially, the defense is on their back heel. CJ just needs to toss him the ball, and Brandon Ingram should have some space, and he's been stepping into those three-pointers with a lot more confidence. So when you watch this game tonight against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies on TNT, national TV game, look for those two playing off of each other a lot because it's opening things up for Brandon Ingram. All of these Brandon Ingram looks higher-quality threes, right? Because you can't defend him as easily, particularly when you're playing that two-man game between him and C.J. McCollum. And him screening for C.J., with C.J. being such a good off-the-dribble pull-up shooter, it really opens it up. And that's why you're seeing Brandon Ingram average almost 30 points during this stretch. He's been so good. 29.4 points per game on almost 60% shooting. Are you kidding me? It's bonkers. 35%. It's not an elite number there, but that's a good number. It's getting to the line more. He's making his free throws. He's dishing out assists. Now, if they do get him the ball, say on a roll or on the three-point line, and they then have to rotate over to try and take away that three from him, someone else is going to be open. And that's how he's getting some bunch of assists. Things working together, and it's all because of the addition of C.J. McCollum and that credible shooting threat that he is with the ball in his hands. What, what's so wonderful about this and what makes me excited for probably not this season, but maybe, and we'll talk about it in the next segment, this works with Zion. I've told you, this works with Zion. Zion has the ball, you know, if you got a guard with the ball in his hands, or Zion down low, and that guard is, say, Devontae Graham or anyone they've had. You're going to do everything you can to make sure that guard don't pass the ball to uh, to Zion Williamson. You'll you'll give the guard some space. Take that three. That's a better, better look for the defense than Zion getting the ball and trying to score down low. But not if it's CJ. Not if it's CJ. That's going to burn a whole bunch of teams, and the Pelicans are going to win games that way if teams don't account for that. This works now, this works later, and it's just going to make them more scary as they start to really get other guys a little bit more involved or a guy like Herb Jones starts to play better offensively. But C.J. McCollum, not just a good scorer himself, but opening things up for other players. you love to see it. All right, let's talk a little bit about Zion coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please leave a five-star review with a comment. We even give you a bonus show on Saturday, right? Got up, recorded. Wanted to make sure we were there for the biggest moment of the season. 
And Friday, that went over the jazz. It was a whole lot of fun. So subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show, too. It's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan. Make sure they're clued in to what's going on. And thank you for supporting Locked On Pelicans and making it your first listen every day. Okay, so Zion is going to be back in New Orleans. We're expecting he won't be with the team on Tuesday, but we should see him Wednesday against the Orlando Magic at home. On the bench, he's going to be with the team for home games. He's going to be around the facility more, but he's not going to be uh, traveling with the team on the road. So, if he returns this season, let's before we get to that, I don't think he's going to end up returning this season. I've thought that for a while now. It's nice to see that he's not having another surgery, and maybe the rehab he has done up in Portland really has paid off. That foot is healing better. It's strengthening all of that. We've seen some pictures of him recently. He's not wearing a boot. That's a good sign in a sense, right? But I still don't expect him to come back. And Jen Hale on the broadcast for the Nuggets game really kind of stressed that point a little bit, saying that this is more about his long-term career and what they're going to do as opposed to this season. And if he's probably not fully healthy, they're probably not going to rush him back. But say he does get healthy, or, or here's this one. Say he goes to David Griffin and Aaron Nelson and goes, I want to play him healthy, I can play. It's, they got to think about it, right? And if he says that, he's probably playing. To be perfectly honest, right? We've heard some of the icy stuff between him and the organization. I've told you a lot about it. Big part of that was they didn't want to let him play in the way he wanted to play and kind of take the reins off of him his rookie year um, after that meniscus tear. Probably smart. I agree with that. Saving him from himself to a certain degree. But if it means he's going to try and force his way out or be upset if you don't play him, do you play him? That, that, that's a good YouTube question for the day. Would you, If he goes, I want to play, do, do you kind of have to play him and, and listen to him? Or are you going to run that risk that he's like, screw this organization forever and I want out this offseason? Because I think it could come to something like that. But say he's healthy and we don't need to have really many concerns about him. He wants to go out there. I've seen a lot of people saying, like, you can't play him because the team chemistry is so high. The team chemistry is high. They are figuring some things out on the court, yes, and we just went over why the offense is clicking. Here's the thing, though. That gets easier with Zion Williamson out there. That gets way easier with Zion Williamson out there. They might not send two at C.J. McCollum if Zion Williamson is out there alongside him and Brandon Ingram and Valanciunas and Herb Jones, because I would guess that would be the starting lineup. I think it's going to make everyone's life easier. That is so many threats out there on the court. Uh, teams aren't going to have an answer for that. Teams aren't going to know what to do to try and defend anything like that. Cool. Take away Zion. Let B.I. and and C.J. McCollum absolutely kill you because one of those two guys will get open with a little bit of movement. Take away B.I. There's Zion down low is going to score at like 70% clip. Then you got C.J. for three. Take away C.J. Brandon Ingram can score from anywhere. And the start, once he starts moving... And you got two guys on C.J. McCollum. They're going to find a way to get the ball to Zion. Or it's going to be Herb Jones or Jonas Valanciunas. And Valanciunas is great at making people pay. He's just a solid center that just puts up good numbers offensively. Really as simple as that. You give him a little bit of space to work and cook one-on-one. He'll do enough damage that you're going to regret having letting him have it that easy. Won't be like an amazing... You know, I don't see him scoring 30 here. But all of a sudden, he's going to have 20, and he's the reason that you're losing the game. Okay, let's make defenses do that. I think it makes more sense with Brandon Ingram out there. I don't think he's going to screw up chemistry out there on the court. They have managed to integrate C.J. McCollum rather quickly. 
who's to say they can't do it for Zion? This is all to say that, you know, if that's more also if he's starting, right? Like maybe he comes off the bench, though I can't really see that being a thing, but you, you never know. But I think you play him and I'm not really worried about the chemistry issues because the court gravity he has is going to make things easier. So much easier. And he replaces Jackson Hayes and Jackson Hayes is playing well. Don't get me wrong. But he's not doing anything close to what Zion would even be remotely capable of, even at like 60% of what Zion can do. So I play him and I'm not worried about the team chemistry issues or like them figuring things out out there on the court. They're going to love having Zion out there because CJ is going to be even more open than when he gets open now. Brandon Ingram's going to have all the space to be able to go out and score. And given that I don't fully believe in the defense right now, yeah, I want to score more points per game than the 120 point whatever they're putting up as an offensive rating during this five-game stretch. Run that thing up to be like a, a, a historic number, an all-time mark, a record, because that means you're going to win more games than you're going to lose, and that gets you into the playing tournament. No one's going to want to face that buzzsaw of an offense. So yeah, I'm not worried about Zion and wrecking chemistry or things like that. If they figured out how to incorporate C.J. McCollum, they're going to be able to figure out how to incorporate Zion Williamson. But I don't think we need to worry about it. I don't think he's going to end up playing. But if he is, yeah, throw him right on in there, play him a bunch of minutes, do whatever you need to do, one to keep him happy and make this team even better. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Again, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the Memphis game, a team they tend to do very well against. And now for your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. I'm on there today. If you want to hear me on Locked On NBA, talking about all things in the NBA, all the games, the biggest stories, I'm on there every Wednesday. It's a lot of fun. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.